Okay, welcome, listener, once again, uh, to another edition of Footy from the Foot, the podcast coming to you close to the home of football in San Diego, the Bluefoot neighbourhood bar and lounge in the heart of San Diego's glittering North Park. I'm your co-host, Paul Hutchinson, and I am joined, as ever, by the miracle of the internet, by the director of football at Bluefoot, Rodney Styles. How are you, sir? Very good, Paul. I made it through the first three episodes of All uh, or Nothing. <laughs> excellent stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll dig into that, definitely. Yeah. It's pretty good. Also, we'll look back at the Community Shield. We'll have a couple of questions from the randomizer. Uh, this week's Mount Rushmore is great headers of the ball. Uh, we'll look at a little. We'll look ahead to the Euro Nations games that are coming up. Any other business, and then we'll get out of your way. Um, as always, we want you to get involved. Footy from the foot at gmail.com, at footy from foot on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, and Google Play for previous podcasts. Tell some friends, rate, review, subscribe. And we really appreciate all those people who have done that so far. And our website is footyfromthefoot.com. So, well, yeah, should we just, should we start then with um, with the Community Shield? Did you, did you get a chance to watch this, Tom? Yeah, actually, Dirk came around and watched it with me, which was quite a last minute sort of thing. I can't believe we've not had Dirk on the podcast yet, by the way. Why have we not done that? Anyway. Oh, that's something you got to look in the mirror at yourself at, mate. <laughs> I know, yeah, there's no, there's no real excuse. So. <laughs> I mean, you lived like 10 yards from him, so. <laughs> it's true enough. Arsenal looked um, good value, really, I thought. Yeah, defensively, they look like a totally different team, don't they? And Liverpool, though, looked so average. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how motivated they would be um, for a, a Community Shield game. I, you know, they didn't have Trent, didn't play, did he? All that kind of thing, so. And Henderson. But I thought Arsenal looked comfortable when they didn't have the ball. I think that's yeah. what Arteta's done with them, yeah. isn't it? And then they looked like a threat when they when they decided to attack. Yeah. <laughs> a threat, didn't they, you know? So, yeah. Nice goal by Aubameyang as well. Very, very nice goal. And a great ball by Saka to him. Yeah, Aubameyang is... Apparently, uh, Wembley is his um, place where he, he turns it on. And, uh, yeah, certainly. And he, he didn't drop the trophy either, which was... No, uh, which was... <laughs> yeah. I didn't get a medal. I don't think there was a medal for him. They didn't have enough medals. So some, like the, the kit man, obviously, yeah. thought he'd help himself to it. <laughs> but the Somebody, had one. Somebody had one away. I think you can get it on eBay for $1.90 at the moment. So, <laughs> As um, Community Shield games go, it's pretty competitive. I think probably that they've got m- more of a, a mid-season level of fitness. Yeah. Uh, perhaps sure. they would have been normally uh, going into this. Yeah. It was a really interesting game, I thought. No, it was good fun to watch. Yeah, I enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, Arsenal won that on penalties for Ryan Brewster. I don't think he had had a kick when he came on, and his first kick was the missed penalty, which was spectacularly missed, actually, I think, wasn't it? But, uh, yeah. Well, do you know the story behind this? Because oh. last season, Wijnaldum, is that how you say his name? Wijnaldum, yeah. Wijnaldum, yeah. He missed a penalty last season, so in the last minute of this game, he got subbed out for Brewster. The simple fact to take a penalty... Oh dear. He was the one who, so yeah, <laughs> taxi to Swansea. Well, I think they reckon they might be going to Sheffield United, don't they? Um, another member of the under-17s team that won the World Cup, wasn't it, for England, including Foden and Sancho and all those. Tijuana lost, disappointingly, to uh, Pumas. SD Loyal got a nil-all draw against Orange County uh, Soccer Club, as opposed to Orange County Football Club, which are okay. two different things. And then, yeah, our curse continues. Wembley... <laughs> Went down three-one to Leverstock Green, and so, so sorry, Leverstock Green, you you become our our team to follow. Welcome and, to the club. <laughs> <laughs> Leverstock Green apparently is near Hamel Hempstead, and they play on in on Pancake Lane. That's where their ground is, which is kind of kind of sweet. So it's they, nicely a nice thing with Tottenham, doesn't it? Because we hold the uh, records for pancake flipping. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's the yeah the pancake derby if you ever to play them. Yeah, it's good. I wonder if that's going to appear on your or nothing episode six or something. You know. <laughs> oh please, yeah. Without no, we talk about all or nothing. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's a big thing in England at the moment though because Delhi Alley's caused a major stir now. I think did I don't know if you saw it on the program when he was lying on one of the training uh, benches and he was asking about how you do the toothpaste on the toothbrush. Do you put water and then the toothpaste and then water? And now it's causing a whole debate in England, apparently, about how you brush your teeth. So Yeah, he, he was, his mind was blown by uh, the different techniques. <laughs> he couldn't quite get his head around it. Well, we should actually say that uh, all, all or Nothing is the uh, Amazon Prime uh, TV show that's been filmed in the past season uh, for Tottenham Hotspur. Trials and Tribulations of... Uh, the first three episodes dropped a couple of days ago, and uh, yeah. Yeah, we watched it and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. I've got to say, that was good fun. First episode was a little, little sad watching Poch, the demise of Poch, basically after that wonderful European run last season, swiftly replaced by Mourinho after a dreadful start. And um, he's kind of funny, isn't he, Mourinho? <laughs> what is what actually is hard to get your head around is how it all goes so far south eventually yeah. because he's so. Charming, isn't he? Like yeah. when he was being shown around the offices, you know, the, the, just with the IT people and the HR people. Yeah. Super, super charming, isn't he? And you just oh. wonder what it, what is it that triggers the kind of absolute sort of devastation that he leaves? It's weird. Yeah, it's, um, I think I think he takes things too personally. That's the problem. There was actually a, a, a thing on the program when he was in his office listening to um, watching <laughs> called Sky Sports was on the TV, and some of the looks he was giving the pundits when they were debating Mourinho. <laughs> And then I think there was the great one when they said, one of the guys said, he's a has-been, the game's passed him by. And as he walks past the TV, turns it off, he just goes, go forth and multiply. It's <laughs> great. It was the funniest bit for me. I thought it was genius. <laughs> it's just a, that was a really lovely moment. That was a, yeah, it's I good. Love that <laughs> I love the way he singled out Danny Alley and stuff in training and, you know, you're lazy. Does it again in the meeting of the team room, you know, when he's discussing the team selection. Yeah. Where's, where's Delhi, the lazy trainer? Serge Aurier's face, and um, he says, you, we're going to do man marking, but you, you scared the life out of me because you've got a penalty in you all the time. Yeah. You give away a penalty. And it was funny seeing Deli Ali across the room just laughing like a little <laughs> little schoolboy smirking at him. The, the players' reactions to things was, was very interesting as well. Like the, when Eric Dyer got subbed off in the first half <laughs> against Olympiacos, during oh. everybody sort of celebrating, he was like, just not happy, was he, at all? And uh, So no. in, in that sense... Those sort of candid moments, I think that are, they're they're super interesting. The the bits where you know Daniel Levy shows up, he's a fairly unremarkable presence in this thing, really, isn't it? I'm surprised he's got to where he is, really, by being so unremarkable. But it was interesting, like the, the, their discussion about Ericsson, that they you know they were trying the best. People at the end of the day, they were like, well, you know, we're just going to have to cash in on this, really. So that was that was pretty interesting. Like Harry Kane's captain team talks are pretty pretty cringeworthy, I've got to say. It reminded me so much of myself. I was a captain of a cricket club and, you know, you're expected to kind of give a motivational speech at the start of the game. My heart wasn't in it sort of thing, you know. It's just not a thing that I can do particularly that well. And it comes across that maybe Harry Kane isn't that person either, really. Mourinho said, I, should I do this one today? And Harry was like, yeah, you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where Harry Kane's strength lies is perhaps in his... Um, example rather than his uh, motivational speeches there's a couple of other th- funny bits and pieces uh, some for some reason Mourinho's carrying around a Vinnie Jones signed photograph in in his boxes I don't know what that's all about the great Gazda incident <laughs> <laughs> well, why, why does he do it what's 
I don't know, mate. <laughs> I, I loved the <laughs> the team talk that he gave, like when he first took over, where <laughs> he said, "You're all very nice people, but you have to start being c words." Uh, yeah. <laughs> intelligent c words. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. We are too nice, apparently. So yeah. We started to change that a little bit with some of the purchases he's making now. We got um, Doherty this week, didn't we? Doherty, Doherty. Yeah. Did you see the um, the Facebook thing, Spurs Day, but his shirt on when he was deleting his, deleting his Twitter account with I Love Arsenal Forever? Have you seen that video yet? Oh, no, I have not. And the reason, and Arsenal winning the FA Cup now means we have to go to Bulgaria next week for our, no, week from next for our first qualifying game. And if we win that, we have to go to Romania for our second one. So yeah, because you, you, I think you're playing Plovdiv, which is the the yes. team Bolton played in their first ever European game. Wow. Okay, and these are one-off games as well. There's no two legs. So ah, okay. Yeah, it works out. There's every two days. There's a game. We talked about um, Mourinho as well. He, he had an interesting sort of sit down with Harry Kane, and and basically he was like the the Hollywood producer. He says. Like you stick with me, kid. I'll make you a stop. It was so the psychology going on there. By the way, please don't go. Just please don't go. Like, like stick with me, and we'll. I'll, yeah. Right. And uh, Ericsson's telling of that joke that was pretty grim. I, I, I over, overall I enjoyed it. The next three episodes uh, drop again next next Monday, don't they? Oh, so. they're doing three. I thought it was going to be one a week. Oh, excellent. So we do have three. I think, more. I, I think that's what I heard. All right, we'll take a quick break there and then we come back. We'll have some questions from the randomizer. Okie doke. Well, let's fire up the randomizer. Okay, yeah. Question 10. A moment uh, you would like to change if VAR had been in use? The like, hand of God. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how. The, the legend of Maradona would have changed without that. You know what I mean? It's a, it's an entirely different world, isn't it? That it, you know, if he doesn't get away with that, if he's actually brought back and, and no, mate, <laughs> he, <laughs> that was just cheating. Well, here's a poser. Well, here's a poser for you. Would he have been red carded? He would have been yellow carded, I think, wouldn't he? Yellow carded. What if he was yeah. on a yellow card already? Yeah, his trajectory would have been very, very different, I think, really. That's that's a good there one. There you go. Uh, for me, um, it's the goal that Gary Speed scored in the first ever game at the Reebok. Uh, we were playing Everton. I think they beat us 1-0. And those three points that they got against us were the three points that saved them from relegation and, and doomed us to be relegated. It actually didn't go over the line. So uh, right. the goal was given. And, I remember. Uh, that would be my uh, primary one, I think. There's um, also the um, Lampard shot against Germany in the World Cup. Which I think led to a lot of this new goal line technology, didn't it? It was just yeah. so blatantly obvious that it had gone over. And again, that, right. that game is an entirely different kettle of fish, isn't it? At half time, if we go in, I think we'd have been one goal behind, would be at that point. Yeah, no, we would have been drawing 2 2. We were 2 1 down at the time. Let's well, try it Question one. A great bit of business. Okay, well, I'll, I'll start that. I think Jurgen Klinsmann coming to Spurs was a great bit of business for a million, a million pounds back in the day. So, And that was like the, the first really big name. Yes. The Premier League as well, wasn't it? It was a real like a statement signing, wasn't it? This, this league is um, going to be attracting the top players because of the money. So, And he was, he was great for you, really, wasn't he? 
That one season, yeah, he was unbelievable. He only stayed for one season, though, Paul. He did come back for a little cameo role a couple of years later, three or four years later. But yeah, great bit of business. That was my favourite. United bought Dennis Irwin for right. half a million from Oldham. Like, he was an absolute sort of, like, stalwart of the uh, like the Ferguson d- domination in the, the in the 90s, wasn't he? And they only bought him for yeah. half a million. So that, that was a great buy. Great buy. Eric Cantona going to United was a great buy and a great bit of business. Gee whiz. Yeah, one million from Leeds. <laughs> And what a legend he became there. Yeah. yeah. And who? Andy Robinson. Is Andy Robinson for Liverpool? Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Well, how much did they pay for him? It was well, seven million, which is nothing, isn't it? Was it seven? I can't remember. Yeah. No. It might even have been that much. But yeah, I think you've turned him into an absolute one of the best fullbacks in the world these these days, isn't he? Now? So, um, James Miller went from City to Liverpool on a free. And that's, I mean, that's a great bit of business, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think Vincent Company went to Manchester City for six mil. And, you know, and again, a great sort of club legend for, yeah. for the next anomaly. Um, should we do one more? Football teams that don't instill any emotion in you at all. Brighton. Brighton is brilliant. Yeah. What's the point? I think also Bournemouth, I think, yeah. in a similar vein. Like, yeah, I have nothing against them. It's not that I would, like, close the curtains if they're playing in the front street or anything, but just, like, nothing, really, for me. Grimsby. Grimsby's good. Man- Mansfield Town. Like, no. Gillingham. Gillingham. Yeah, Gillingham. 100%. In, in Europe, Basel. They're always like, oh, yeah, we've got, in their group, we've got Basel. Like, yeah, okay. Right, right. Great. Great Switzerland get a chance to do this, but yeah. Sorry to all these people who come from these places. But that's it. Like, there's, there's no rivalry with them. There's no history particularly. They've never really done anything. Or, like, the club's kind of very important to the community i'm sure but uh, yeah they've <laughs> just absolutely yeah. no significance to my life at all all right well we'll take a quick break there and then when we come back we'll do the mount rushmore of great headers of the ball all right welcome back uh, we'll move on to our mount rushmore of great headers of the ball I really didn't like heading the ball. I think I actually remember commenting like, oh, I feel like I just killed a few brain cells by heading the ball. Like, I think like twi- twice in quick succession. I'm like, oh, blimey, that, 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 that hurt that did. So, but some people are magnificent at it. Do, do you have any, do you want to kick us off with yeah, anything? I was about to say, I absolutely hated heading the ball as well. And even if I was on my own in the box and the ball would come over, I would blink at the last second and completely balls up. So oh. I was not a header. But my first one would be Duncan Ferguson, big dunk from Everton. Uh-huh. He was a menace. He was, you know, not averse to heading your head as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So <laughs> we're all built differently, aren't we? <laughs> so adept was he with his head. Really clinical when he's uh, in front of goal um, yeah. with his head, certainly. Yeah, but super tough with it really as well, isn't he? In a similar kind of, similar kind of vein, I, I've gone with Niall Quinn. Played for City, Sunderland, Republic of Ireland. I think part of the reason why the Republic of Ireland played the way they did was because he was so effective in the air. Like, you couldn't get anywhere near him, could you? He would, like, flick it on for quicker players and around him. So it wasn't just goals that he scored, but he would, like, link up play using his head. And, well, that and was, like, it. back in the days, wasn't it, when you had a tall number, a tall striker and a short striker? Who was the guy at Sunderland with him? Played for England. Uh, Kevin Phillips. Kevin Phillips, yeah, because they had a great partnership up there, didn't they? Definitely. The short striker and the tall striker. You don't see that much anymore. You don't really, no. I think the, I think the last sort of example of all of that was when Heskey and Owen played up front for England, really. 
That was like a big man where Heskey rarely scored it ever, really. Yeah, he would be attracting attention whilst uh, Michael Owen would feed off what he uh, laid off to him. You've got to go Ronaldo, haven't you? Uh-huh, yeah. Some of the leaps he does in the air are ridiculous. The way he hangs. That's the thing, isn't it? He kind of just—he seems to sort of hover, doesn't he, when he when he uh, heads the ball? There's a clip of some, I think, it might have been in Madrid where they hung a ball at the height at which he makes contact with it, and mm-hmm. everyone's sort of like trying to run up and make the header themselves, and right people are absolutely nowhere near it. And it's weird, isn't it, that Cristiano Ronaldo is a, a fantastically skillful player, and you perhaps wouldn't expect someone like him to be a great header of the ball, but he really is. No, he's he's amazing, yeah. And my final one is maybe a surprising one. Tim Cahill, another Everton player, actually, um, who was a short guy, but scored a lot of goals with his head. He, yeah, and surprisingly, you know, he didn't strike you as someone that would be great with their head, but he um, was, was superb. He would get in there and score plenty of goals with his head. So, right. uh, yeah, that's my final recommendation. There you go, then. Um, do you have a favourite goal that scored with, with the head? The goal that um, Robin Van Persie scores against Spain in the World Cup a couple of World Cups ago, where it's a diving header from outside the area yeah, amazing. that loops over the goalkeeper is just oh. an extraordinary goal. Um, yeah. Unfortunately for me, Keith Houching probably scoring for Spain. <laughs> Against my favourite team, Tottenham. Yeah, in the um, 87 FA Cup final was a cracking goal as well. Diving yeah, header. that's an iconic uh, image, is that, isn't it? Keith Hoaching. One of my favourites, though, would probably be uh, Des Walker. He's got <laughs> a great own goal to give Spurs the FA Cup in 91. So, there you go. Uh, yeah. All right. We'll, we'll, we will leave it there. Um, Woodgate was a great header of the ball as well. Okay. Defend. Yeah. 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 But, more defending, so... John Terry would be a, a shout as well. Alright, we'll take a quick break and then when we come back we'll just have a look at some of the football that's going to be played over the, the weekend. So, yeah, Euro Nations football is back. Slightly different from the, the tournament from last time uh, where there's actually four teams now in the group rather than three. The stand-up game on Thursday is uh, Germany versus Spain. On Friday, the Netherlands play Poland and Italy play Bosnia-Herzegovina. On Saturday, Iceland host England. And that's on ABC, that, by the way. Very interesting. But let's get some revenge on Iceland, eh? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean... Jack Grealish has been called up now as well. That's nice to see, yeah. So hopefully impress during training sessions and uh, get a game with a bit of luck. I'm hoping. So that's at nine o'clock on Saturday. And also, um, we should talk about inclusions. Then Ainsley, Maitland-Niles, he got called up, as well as Cody as well from Wolves. Yeah, Connor Cody, yeah. Also on Saturday, Portugal play Croatia. Again, that's on ABC. There's also Denmark versus Belgium and Sweden versus France. So some good games there. Good games going on there, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, Sunday. I'm not sure exactly if we need an international break at the moment. Though, but, uh... This competition is linked into World Cup qualifying, isn't it, as well? So they have to I suppose, yeah. play these games. Which uh, is a good way to get it, get it done as well, because it fills me with dread how you're going to fill these fixtures in over the next two years. It's yeah. a lock up on Paul. Switzerland play Germany. Monday, this is a good game. Yep. Two re-emerging nations, Netherlands versus Italy. Yeah, who's taken over the uh, Netherlands job, do you know? Because Koeman's obviously left now, hasn't he? Very good point. I don't know. Tuesday, England are away at Denmark. Um, That's on ESPN2. Nice. Same time, Belgium uh, play Iceland. Uh, So Belgium are in the same group as England. I can only assume that we're going to be playing Belgium twice in the next round of games. Other other games uh, outside of Euro Nations League. 
On Friday, Cholos play Monterrey. Six minutes past seven, which is always a strange time, and there is some League Cup going on. On Saturday, there's more League Cup happening, and Bolton play their first game of the season against Bradford City in the League Cup. So, yeah, fingers crossed for that. We've been buying a whole bunch of players. I think we bought like 15 players this year (laughs) in this transfer window. So, yeah, with more to come, apparently. Um, And then on Wednesday um, at five o'clock, SD Loyal are away at LA Galaxy 2. Los Dos, as they call it. Sholos, they're away at Mazatlan as well. So that's at seven o'clock. Yeah, the Sholos need to start winning some games. Indeed they do. So there, there you go. That's the football that's coming up this week. Any other business? Sorry, I read this morning that Neymar, Di Maria and one other Paris Saint-Germain person has now tested positive for COVID. So it looks like their games are going to be postponed again. They've been going on, people have been going on holiday together. and um, Yeah, I, I don't know what the protocols are for getting people back into the squads and how... Um, David Silva tested positive the day he signed for two Real Sociedad in Spain. He tested positive on the same day he signed. Did you see that Suarez, I think, has gone to Entis? Yeah. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. I was hoping he was going to come and don the Spurs year because he's one of my faves. So, personal favourite player of me. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Everyone's fleeing the ship here a little bit at Barcelona, isn't it? Like, but I've also heard that, um, who's the Liverpool midfielder again? I can never say his name. Why Oldham? He looks to be on the verge of joining Barcelona for 13 million. 13 million? Wow, that seems like a bargain. Totally. And it looks like that Messi, I know we didn't mention Messi last, last week, but it looks like the buyout fee will be upheld by the Spanish league. I think Messi was hoping that he would be allowed to not have that. I don't know why the Spanish league are getting involved in that particularly, but I, I kind of understand why they want to get involved. They keep Messi in... They're worried. A couple of years ago, they had Ronaldo, Messi, and you know, playing for Madrid and Barcelona, respectively. But um, it seems everybody's fleeing Spain at the moment, so the, the TVs must be yeah. where the money comes from in the game. It's it's all going to go a little yeah. right because what's the? I know a lot of people support Barcelona because Messi's playing for Barcelona. It's um, it's one of them, isn't it? But well, that team looks like it's being ripped apart right now. And the way that they structure the thing, I think, in Spain is different to how they do it certainly in the Premier League where all the teams get the same tranche of money from television. Mm-hmm. I think it's structured differently that Barcelona and uh, Real Madrid get the majority of it. That is the reason why it's not very competitive. Like I'll maybe watch uh, El Clasico but marginal interest really. So if, if I understand not that. there then I, yeah, I'll have less of a, even less of a reason to watch. Yeah, is there any more notable um, uh, moves like in the transfer window. I think, did United buy the young kid from Ajax as well? Didn't yeah. He? So. The big, however you want to say it. Yeah, he's, he, what yeah. a steal, 40 million. Good um, player, yeah. really good player, Paul. Yeah, and, and really good on uh, Dawson's Creek as well, wasn't he, if I remember. So. <laughs> Lovely. All right. Yeah, get in contact if there's anything that's uh, come up that you want to get in touch with us about. It's footyfromthefoot at gmail.com and at footyfromfoot on all of our social medias. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play and now Overcast for all previous podcasts tell some friends thank you to my pal david sankster for our theme tune and the outro that you're about to hear give him a follow on at one in 20 parkinson's you can continue to look after your bartenders even in these strange times by going on to bluefootbar.com where you can tip virtually and buy the t-shirts that all proceeds of which go to the bartenders thank you to everybody who's done that by the way again as i say every week but yeah thank you cool excellent and uh, yeah that'll just about do us thank you Dear listener, and uh, let's do this again next Thursday. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) You just about made it. Well done.
One Take Wonders. 